Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's start with prayer. My heavenly Father, my heavenly Father, let the power of my Lord be great. My heavenly Father, let the power of my Lord be great. And grant us repentance. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. And open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know who the fourth man in the fire was? Jesus. The fourth man in the fire was Jesus. If you will turn with me to Deuteronomy 32. I want to start with this. I want to lay a little bit of groundwork. It says, Give ear, O you heavens, and I will speak, and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. This is called the Song of Moses. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. Because I will publish the name of the Lord. Ascribe you greatness unto our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect. Do you see that? God's work is perfect. God's work is perfect. Why? Because he's God. He is God. Have you ever considered he is God? He said his work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. A God of truth. A God of truth. And without iniquity. There is no iniquity in God, without iniquity. And this is the word I want us to look at, just. Just and right is he. God is just. He is God and he is just. You know, we used to have a saying when I was a teacher, it's not, there is, um, God is not fair. He is just. Big difference. God is not fair. He is just. He is just in his doings. And you know how he is just? The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. There is a recompense for sin. There is a payment for sin. If you sin, there is a recompense. God is just. And he is just in his dealing with us. Now, Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 15. I'm going to begin in verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. That is my job, is to minister the gospel. The gospel. And what is the gospel? What is your faith based in? Why do you go to church every Sunday? Why? Ever considered that? Why do you go to church? What is your faith in? Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, this is Paul speaking, which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand. This is what your faith should be in. It says, by which also you are saved, set it safety. If, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. 
And here is the definition of the gospel. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died, how that Christ died for our sins. Now this is the gospel. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Why did he die? He died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. There are three things here in the gospel. That he died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried. And the third thing was that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. And you know what's nice about the scriptures? They are truth and they cannot be broken. They are truth and they cannot, cannot be broken. Now, go down with me to verse 12. Now, if Christ be preached, he that rose from the dead, that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead then Christ is not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. If Jesus was not raised from the dead, your faith is worthless. Worthless. Do you see what that verse is saying? Your faith is worthless. Worthless. If you have Christ on the cross, and that's where he is for you today, your faith is worthless. Worthless. Let's read on. It says, his faith is also worthless. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is Christ not raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, it's worthless, and you are yet in your sins. You are yet in your sins. You know what that verse is saying? If you do not believe that Jesus was raised from the dead, and if he wasn't raised from the dead, the wages of sin is death, and you're on your way to hell. You are on your way to hell. Why? Because he is a just God. He is a just God. And there is recompense for sin. So we have to believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. Why is it important that our, for our sins to be forgiven that Jesus is raised from the dead? I'm going to ask you that again. Why is it important that for our sins to be forgiven that Jesus is raised from the dead. Let's look at it. Let's go to the next verse. I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians 5.21. You can't leave Jesus on that cross. He has to be raised from the dead. It says, verse 21 of 2 Corinthians 5. For he has made him, that's the Father, has made him, Jesus, to be sin for us, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. Jesus was made sin. Whose sin? Your sin. My sin. Jesus was made your sin, and he was made my sin. When Jesus was on the cross, he became sin. 
You know what that meant? And I've said this before. If you were a murderer, Jesus took that murder and he became a murderer. If you were an adulterer, Jesus took your adultery, the Father did, and laid it on the body of Jesus and Jesus became an adulterer. An adulterer. If you are a child molester, the father took your child molestation and he put it on the body of Jesus on the cross. And Jesus became a child molester. If you are an embezzler, the father took your embezzlement and he put it on the body of Jesus and Jesus became an embezzler. He became a liar. He became a cheat. He became a fornicator. He became a thief. This is what he became. All your sin, your lies, your deception, your deceit, your iniquity, your weakness. The Father took it from you and he put it on Jesus, and Jesus became your sin. Jesus didn't die innocent. He died with your sin. He never committed one, but he died with your sin. So now we have a man that has died with your sin on him, and he went to hell for your sin. Why did Jesus go? Because sinners have to go to hell. The wages of sin is death. And God, out of his love, took your sin, what you did, and he put it on Jesus, and Jesus became your sin. He became what you are. And he went to hell, and he burned there in the flames for you. He burned in hell, the lowest pit, the wrath of God on him because that's what God does to sinners. He is a just God. He is a just God. And sin has a recompense and it had to be recompensed. So the Father took it out on Jesus. Look, he took what you and I did out on Jesus. Have you ever thought about what it looks like that a man is burning in flames for you? Now, why is it important he was raised from the dead? Turn with me to Isaiah 53, verse 11. This is the Father looking on Jesus in hell. He, the Father, shall see the travail of his soul. Whose soul? Jesus' soul in hell shall be satisfied. Shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Jesus was paying for your sin and my sin. So why, why is it so important for us that he was raised from the dead. Turn with me to 1 John 4, 10. 1 John 4, 10. We've already discussed Jesus was, uh, the Father was satisfied with Jesus' sacrifice. Let's look at it another place. 
Verse 10, herein is love. Herein is love. Love. Herein is love. You want to know what love is? Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. When I was young, I never understood that word propitiation. To me, it was a great big word that I couldn't spell. Propitiation. You know what propitiation is? It's an appeasement. It's an appeasement. It's an appeaser. It's a means of appeasement. It is a satisfying factor. It is a satisfying agent. It is appropriate, a propitiation. See, that's a dollar word as we used to say in school. Propitiation. Jesus appeased the Father with whose sins? Not Jesus' sins. Jesus never committed a sin. He didn't have to appease the Father for his sins. He didn't have any. But he had to appease the Father for whose sins? For your sins and my sins. The wages of sin is death. Somebody had to die. And the Father showed his love to us that he sent Jesus to die in our place. To do what? To appease a just God. Do you hear that? To appease. To appease a just God. Jesus came to appease a just God concerning you. He had to be appeased. And you know what happened after that appeasement? What happened when the Father was appeased? What happened when the Father finally saw the travail of Jesus' soul, saw it was enough? That Jesus had suffered enough that the Father was appeased. So what did the Father do? What did the Father do? Thank God what did the Father do? He raised him from the dead. He raised him from the dead. You know who he raised from the dead? You. He raised you. He satisfied the Father concerning you. Jesus wasn't the only one raised from the dead. We were. Our sins were appeased. The Father was satisfied. He said to Jesus, it is enough to satisfy a just God. It is enough. Enough. So what's he do? He raises Jesus from the dead and the man walks out of the tomb. He walked out of the tomb. Why? Because you and I were raised. Because he appeased the Father. He not only raised Jesus, I love this, he raised a whole bunch with him. A whole bunch. We need to be thankful. We need to glory in this. We need to thank God that the Father was appeased concerning us. Concerning what you did. The Father said, it's enough. And Jesus was raised from the dead. So you say, I can hear it. Ah, but he didn't die for my sins. One last verse. 1 John 2, 1 and 2. My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. 
And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation. There's that verse again. The appeaser of our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Are you part of the whole world? Then your sins are forgiven. You know what your job is to do? It's to believe it. All you have to do is believe it. That is your job is to believe it. Jesus said you must be born again. You must be. And the Father, he sent Jesus to die for you so your sins are appeased. And you must be born again. How are you born again? By calling on the name of Jesus. That is all you have to do is call on that name. Amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.